0: Welcome to another episode of Teachers in the Dungeon. Join hosts Tom and Dan as they break down the campaigns they create and play, sharing memorable successes and unforgettable failures of players and the DM, as well as discussing a variety of D&D-related topics. So, grab your dice and grab some fun. It's time for Teachers in the Dungeon.
1: Yo, ho, ho, it's time. Far below, players arrive in time to die. Man, I love to watch them cry. Grab some dice, grab some fun. It's time for Teachers in the Dungeon.
2: Hello and welcome to Teachers in the Dungeon. I'm Tom with Dan, and we are. Teachers in the Dungeon. We're so happy you've joined us today and thank you for your support. Be sure to let us know what you think about today's show. Our contact information and social media are in the show notes.
1: Okay. Let's delve into the dungeon.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Teachers in the Dungeon. We have a special show for you today. With the holiday season upon us, we thought it would be good to talk about some of those, I don't know, gifts that uh, you could give your Dungeons & Dragons players. Or if you're a player, you could look at your DM and say, you know what, he's been working, she's been working really hard this year. Uh, let's, let's do a little gift. Or if you've got Dungeons & Dragons players in your
1: family or friends that you just want a gift, here's some ideas. I guess we're being kind of self-serving because we're... <laughs> 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 we're putting together a list of things you could get D&D people so I guess if our families are listening that's right they'll know that's right they will
2: so uh so we put together uh a couple lists of things that um that we think would be good um, maybe in some cases, not so obvious uh, gifts. And I don't know, maybe they're very obvious, but mine were.
1: Uh, <laughs> you're what mine were obvious. Oh, are they? So. Okay.
2: I, mine probably are too. But they're just things that I, when you're sitting there and you, I don't know about you, Dan, when I sit down to like, okay, it's time to do, do some shopping for people. I, I get the the mind block.
1: Oh, that's kind um, of a dad thing. I don't think we ever know what to get. Is that a dad thing? Okay. ever know what to get. And
2: people. I'm like, I have no idea. Even though probably hints have been dropped like bombs all around me, <laughs> I still have no idea what to get. So maybe this is just an idea starter. So get your pencil and your paper and you know your post-it note and uh, get ready to jot down some
1: ideas. Or it'll trigger what you want to ask from other people. Yeah, right.
2: So So I guess I'll go ahead and get started with this. Yes. I'm starting with the massive obvious one. And there's a hashtag about this. And on the way over, I could not remember for the life of me what it is. But my number five gift would be dice. I mean, who who has too many dice? (laughs) Raise your hand. See, nobody. Nobody's raising their hand. And I think dice are just, even though I've got five, 20, ah, that's probably an exaggeration. I probably have 10 to 15 sets of dice. There's never too many dice. That's
1: a, Yes, that is sort of the meme of all memes with Dungeons & Dragons players is we all hoard dice. Yeah. And we all want more of them. Right. That's never enough. Because whenever you play, one of these dice is going to let you down and then you have to punish it. And then you need another one. For dice trail. <laughs> <laughs> that's something that
2: uh kate taught taught uh, my my kids about the dice jail and kelsey took it very literally and by the time remember that time we were playing and everyone's dice was in the dice jail because <laughs> somebody needs to roll dice we need to get some of that out of there
1: but i just think uh I just saw an Instagram reel and someone actually set fire to some acrylic dice, so I guess that's taken it up a notch. But oh wow,
2: that's, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty hardcore. I mean, there's so many options these days for dice, and you know, oh, yes. a lot of people have have taken it to the extreme with some absolutely beautiful dice. Everything from, I mean, you've got the basics, and and but. But then you've got like the clear the clear ones that have like sparkle on the inside and metal dice. Uh, you gave me my very first set of metal <laughs> dice, which was an awesome set because if you hold it in your hands long, you can tell whether you're stressed about what's happening on the tail because <laughs> if you if you unclench the dice, they changed colors because it's heat activated dice, which I think is super cool. And then you've got, um, I think you have a set of wooden
1: dice. My wife got me a set of wooden dice, which I, I suspect. Wood is probably not balanced the way that yeah. acrylic or metal would be. I'm sure there's got to be internal inconsistencies, but this particular dice set's case, the d20 is quite nice to roll. Okay, it is much more so. Yes, when things are when things are pretty sticky and I I need a good dice roll, I pull out the wooden d20. But a lot of times, I feel a little guilty using it all the time. So <laughs> I I will often, often well, put that's, that that's and that's the thing with dice is that
2: so, some, some dice are situational. And I'm not talking about, like, loaded dice or anything. I'm just saying, you know, I was. sometimes you look at... <laughs> well, I know you are. <laughs> I'm saying, so we've got the... We've, with our adventure, we have the very popular um, Christmas dice mm. that were gifted to us a few years back um, by the player who plays Zai, uh, Dan Zarek gifted us all the Christmas dice.
1: I, that was such <clears> a nice <throat> gift. It was super so cool.
2: thoughtful. It was. And so out of the blue. And, and so sometimes some of us... Just like it's it's time for the Christmas dice. And I'm I'm not sure what that means anymore. It, because when we first got them, they, they seemed to traditionally roll very low. Yes. We
1: all <clears throat> I think we all hit Nat one or something on it with the very you know, first <laughs> In the time around we just and then we all just <laughs> glared at him like, What are you doing to us? Poor guy.
2: And so but then but now I think the Christmas dice have a bit of a different sort of lore to them. It's just when you need a special roll, you pull them out with your fingers crossed and you give them a <laughs> roll. And I think dice kind of get that. And I've got some legendary dice in my in my collection. Um, I have the original I, – I have some of the original dice from the basic set from 1970s, the oh, red wow. box basic set. They're yellow, and then they just came yellow with the the ingrained numbers, and you took crayon, and you would you would <laughs> scribble it in there and then brush it off, and then you could see the numbers. And I have a 10-sider, a 12-sider. Mm, that might be it that I have left from that. So there's also – dice can get lower in and of itself – uh, so that's kind of cool.
1: So I, my, my first one is dice. Well, just to add to yours, as far as if, if someone picks up on that idea, get on Etsy or just do a Google yeah. search. So many people are doing handcrafted dice that are very, yes. very unique. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they make a really nice gift for somebody because right. it's not like you pulled one of 10 off a shelf. Yeah. You, know. you can do that, too, and people will still like that. But you can get very individual Mm -hmm. Yes.
2: And I was going to say, when it comes to dice, uh, you know, if it's a brand new player, just get them a couple of, I don't want to say cheapy sets, but get them a couple of basic sets of of dice to kind of help them start building. That's what I did. I got on Amazon and got a
1: set of like 10 sets of dice in a bag Mm -hmm. for 15 bucks or something. It was really... Really right. expensive. And then, then you have plenty to cycle through when, things, <laughs> when things aren't going your way. All right, Dan, what's what do you have on your list? Well, I didn't rank these. I'm trying to figure out which one I want to do first. Oh, I'm not sure mine are necessarily ranked, but uh, yeah. We'll start with buying. The, this one gets a little bit tricky, but uh, g- getting a gift certificate for a mini. If you're not familiar, if you're, if you're listening to this and are not familiar, there are a lot of companies out there now that allow you to design your own Mm-hmm. Many to match your uh, your your character exactly. So if you are a person, if you're buying a gift for someone and you know what their character is, then you could design it yourself. But probably best to to allow them to do that. So yep. there are several companies out there. The one that I've gone through for my own characters is HeroForge.com. Yep. You can look at that and just kind of plug in some money for for to allow the person to design it, and it is. If you haven't done it, it is addictive Mm -hmm. because the, they're constantly adding new tweaks to this to make, to allow you to be ever more personalized with your decisions. And you can make a character that really does sort of bring your imagination to life. Right. And that would be a, a mid price gift. You can get these for, I think, 30 to $40. The custom Mm -hmm. ones are that way. Yeah. I like this. I like our first two
2: ideas because really you could do these with both DMs and players. The the if if your friend is a DM, you might then uh, look at some kind of a gift card to, you know, hey, hey, you know, bring more monsters out at the table next time. Here, happy Merry Christmas, you know. And yeah. give them a gift card for that so they can go buy a bag of knolls or a <laughs>
1: <laughs> is there such a thing as a bag of knolls? Well, uh, you're, don't step on my toes here. This is coming up next. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> so uh, but yeah, so um so I think I think minis are great uh, because it is something that you you bring along to to personalize the game, put more visualization into it on the table with minis. you can go the pre-mades or you could go the, which are, would be a lower price point. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you want to give a little nicer gift, the Dragon Forge. I really like that. Yeah. You know, and something I meant Heroforge. Hero Forge. Hero Forge, The thing I wanted to to mention at the top of the show that I just got, I slipped my mind because I wanted to get right to the list is, my. I mean, I think our recommendation would be go to your local game shops and take a look around. Support those local people, even if it's a regional. I know in our area, we have a hometown shop, but within our region, we have about three or four game shops that, that supply Dungeons and Dragons uh, with books, minis, uh, a variety of other things. So start there. So when we're talking about getting that gift card, you know, get it from that local game shop if you can. Not that there's anything wrong with using Amazon, you get a little bit more bang for your buck there, but I also like supporting our local people too. Our recommendation, my recommendation for sure, is check out your local your local stores first, the people that are the bread and butter of your gaming community. Help them out and either buy the products or buy the gift cards uh, from them. So I guess I'll move to my next. Yeah, what's your next uh, one? My next one kind of goes with my first one. And that is, speaking of local purchases, how about a handmade dice box that you can collect and uh, you can keep your your special sets of dice in and this is where you go to you mentioned etsy or kind of look around uh on social media your your like local marketplaces find the people the craftsmen that are out there making these boxes and if your local game store doesn't have doesn't carry them you could talk to your local game store owner. I'm sure someone in their community makes these uh, boxes, but you can get them to where they are. You know, they're just a, a beautifully put together box where you open up the top, and on the inside, they're either individual spots for dice, or it might just be an open uh, box where you just throw your dice and other things in there and close it. And all the way to the point where, if you do it early enough, they could probably even customize uh, these boxes for you.
1: I think that's a, a trend. It's it's probably in a lot of different areas, but I think particularly strong in tabletop gaming, where you've got yeah. individual artists and entrepreneurs mm-hmm. who are really, I mean, I guess it makes sense. This community is going to be pretty tech savvy and pretty social media savvy. And they know how to, they, they've they have got a vision, they've got some talent, and they know how to get that out there for people who would like to purchase. Mm-hmm. And it, it really is... I don't want to say it's a reaction against mass consumerism cuz you're still buying stuff but I like the fact that it's it's focusing on this is unique this isn't something you can just have shipped over from abroad in a right. in a packing container with 7000 other ones this is a one of a kind yeah and I think in gift giving that that matters quite a bit that that really makes something special
2: Oh, absolutely. When you can personalize a gift like that, 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 you know, you could just go to the, I mean, let's, let's start very basic. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could run over to Michael's or Hobby Lobby and buy the the plastic case. I've got one. Mm-hmm. And that has all the compartments that you put your minifigures and dice in, you know, that, that is economically sensible and even space wise sensible. Uh, but but you know finding something really personal like that is is meaningful to a player i'll never forget when i got my i got my first dice box from a student who had he made it with his dad's help and i love that i love that box and carry it around and it's just when you pull that out and you set it on the table it it's noticeable my
1: People, daughter made mine yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: So. And, it, and it's just, and then you've got a story behind it. So when you're downtown, everyone's getting snacks, you guys just kind of talk about, Hey, where'd you get that box? That's cool. And then you, you know, you kind of share that information. So mm-hmm. I love the idea of handmade dice uh, box. Uh, one place that I saw that if, if time is of essence and you don't have time to to contact a local person, there are companies that will that hand make these as well. And one of those Um, I, I, that I see, and I'm just mentioning them not, not because they're a sponsor, but because I've, I see them all the time on social media is Wormwood gaming. They've got some really cool stuff. And I would guess that they probably have stock that if you were kind of last minute shopper, you'd probably, again, not, I'm not telling you to last minute shop and you're safe here, but I'm just saying (laughs) my opinion, my, my feeling is they're a little bit larger, of a custom make, and so they might have stock to be able to get things to you quicker. But uh but don't hold off. You, I know you D D players. You are procrastinators <laughs> just like me, and you are going to wait till the last minute. Don't do that when you want something personalized and special. All
1: right, Dan, got time for one more before a break? Go yes, okay. yes. Well, this is, uh, folks. We did not. We this is a surprise. We we kind of kept these. List secret from each other. So no. there's some overlap. Oh
2: sure. Yeah. But
1: I I got a little more specific. I recommend for my second one cephalopod Studios.
2: Excellent. Love uh, it.
1: Their product line, which is expanding by the day. Yep. They are a, a for us a local a, a local company that started with making mini paints. And mm-hmm. this is not a paid sponsorship there's this nope. is just this is just me saying it's it's pretty when, cool they, when we
2: talk about local supporting the local the local guys you know that's who they are but they're they're growing and uh and it's a it's a for lack of a better term quote-unquote mapa type shop mm-hmm. and
1: so yeah let's hear about them so they've they've they started with paints and mini paints and so if you've got an artist that you're buying for these paints are designed they're if you don't know when you paint minis you're supposed to You're supposed to thin out the paint before you even start, even if it's a high quality paint. Mm. And I am (laughs) not enough of a painter to know why you did that, but you do it so you can layer the paint and get cool effects that way. Well, theirs comes pre-thinned so you can just get right to painting. And their goal is to make, you know, so you can really do some subtle, cool color things on your minis. So they've got that. They also have started using some of the pigments from their paints with dice materials. So they're producing their own dice now. Okay. And cool. these are the nice thing about these dice, the price point is quite low. Mm-hmm. So they are they are producing dice even though they're a small company rather than massive production stuff, even so they are their price point is lower than most other dice, which is kind of nice because, as we said, you always need more dice. So sometimes it's nice, you know, if you just want a stocking stuffer or something, yeah, just a few bucks, and you can get, again, a unique, for us, locally produced set of dice. And they just started doing their own line of minis. So, in fact, I have purchased a, not a bag of Knolls, but a box of Knolls. <laughs> <laughs> so they're they're and again very very competitive price wise different from what you're gonna it's it's they're producing it so it's you know not not the same mass producing you're gonna see everywhere else in Walmart or whatever mm-hmm. I, I like like the, they've got some heft to them these little minis they're they're as a player they're they're pretty fun so that's my next thing is the cephalopod studios they're they're full line of products there's lots of stuff to find there Cool. And we will include links to all this in the, in the show description.
2: Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. Uh, let's see. We're going to pull off to the side, walk out of the store, take a little break. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but uh, we will be right back. And with the rest of our holiday shopping guide for Dungeons & Dragons, be right back. Welcome back. This is Teachers in the Dungeon. I'm Tom with Dan. We're giving you still our... here? Yep, we're all still here. And uh, hopefully you're out shopping today or maybe you're just taking it easy or planning a game or maybe you took this weekend to put together a big game. So we are talking about our favorite uh, gift ideas uh, for Dungeons & Dragons players. We talked about dice and wooden dice boxes and, uh, and f- minifigures And we mentioned specifically one company, Cephalopod Studios, that might be something to look into for painting, especially if you're artistic people, for paints, unique dice and figures as well. Right. So
1: what's next on your list? Okay. So on
2: my list is, um, you know, I just sometimes when I show up at the game at the table and I'm just wearing like a a cub shirt or I've got on just a regular T-shirt I just I'm like I'm not I don't feel like I'm in the spirit of the game and I'm just kind of like man, <laughs> I think D and D apparel is great gift. That's for a good idea. I Dungeons thought and Dragons about that. players. And you know, of course, my mind goes straight to you know the shirt with the dragon ampersand that is Dungeons and Dragons through and through or a hat or something like that. But one thing I thought uh, one of, so a couple of our players collaborated on this for a, a, a campaign gift a couple years ago. And that was a campaign shirt. Yes. Uh, uh, Chris Metz talked to Corey Club, and Corey Club is the artist. Chris was the idea starter, I think. Yeah,
1: And Corey Club's the one that designed our logo. That's actually.
2: right. He created the Teachers in the Dungeon logo, as well as many, many other popular uh, logos in the podcasting world. But he put together, they put together a, a campaign shirt for the Tieflings Jacks. I had a logo in the middle with all of our... The nicknames, or what 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 were those names called around the outside?
1: Well, he actually, it it was pretty impressive. He took the names given in the prophecy song that we talked about, okay, that's right. in an earlier episode. Yeah. So he embedded the game lore itself into these shirts. Yeah.
2: So now that's I'll tell you that's extreme. That was that was so cool and very awesome. Might have to put that picture somewhere on social media soon. Yes, of those t-shirts. But but yeah, I think just D- D- Dungeons and Dragons apparel to have something to come to the table with. And if you go to again using social media, you will find companies that. that that make these individual shirts. I mean, with, with crickets and that type of technology, people are making all of these awesome, you know, uh, shirts. I mean, you could go critical role if you want to go like pop culture or do something more, uh, local. But I, I have to say just recently I saw, I don't know if you saw this, Dan, it might be that new. Dungeons and Dragons came out with new footwear. Have you seen that? <laughs> it is uh, D and Crocs. It's a red croc. And, no. And huh. uh, and I, I I don't know what they're called. There's a name for it, but there's like pins that you put into the, the toe holes. Uh, right. They're like, uh, I don't know, they're, they're just pins that have like a picture of something. And so they have those that go into the toe holes. One is like a beholder. I want to say there's probably uh, Tiamat is one of them. I think the Ampersand is one. But Dungeons & Dragons recently, okay. recently released these Crocs that are Dungeons & Dragons themed, which... I th- I find to be fascinating. Like I've never had any desire ever to own a crock. No, <laughs> that might probably might. Have been part might. Of, you probably.
1: Can't, we're not videoing, but <laughs> folks, I kind of just <laughs> stared at him when he started this, and I was thinking I need to talk because this is a podcast. But part of <laughs> part of what part of why I did that though is that there's a somebody is selling something. I've seen images on Instagram of socks. But the top of the sock is designed like a dragon's open mouth. Oh. So you wear the sock and it looks like uh, it's eating, eating your, your leg. leg. So I thought that's where you were going. Oh, so. I see. I see. So well, I've...
2: for a second there, I thought I needed to ask you if you knew what Crocs are. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yes, I I have vacant stairs more it's... often. That's why we don't do these on YouTube. But, uh...
2: <laughs> but anyway, long story, I think D&D apparel is... Is a really great gift for D and D players because there's nothing like walking into the game, showing off your new D and D shirt or hat or Crocs. Yes, <laughs> which just brings some swagger to the table and and, <laughs> and fun. So, so yeah, I'm going to go D and D clothing as as this as my uh, turn this time.
1: All right, uh, can definitely see a pattern in my choices, now that I look at him, although I hadn't thought about it at the time, my final, and the one I think would be, if you, if you you'd be dropping some cash, but if you really wanted to design something for a and d player that would be memorable and would probably bring him to tears mm. is commission a portrait of a yeah. character. Oh, that is awesome. There's plenty of places to do that. Again, this is another thing where, people with some artistic skill are finding outlets mm-hmm. to to make that available for people and I, i'm sure there's lots of places where i see if you are on instagram you can do a search and be and, and have pages and pages of artists mm-hmm. that will do commissions for you you just you can find any style that you want mm-hmm. anime to very realistic Right artwork, just whatever you think your you know the player you have in mind would appreciate. And if you've if you follow us on Instagram, you've seen some examples. Yep. There's a, a Canadian man, Jeremy Cole, who goes by handle Tatterdemalion. We'll put this information in the in the show notes. I contacted him. I I just happened to run across him. Again, all these all these threads joined together. I. I came across him in a in a Discord chat room for the Dungeon Dudes. Okay. Just got to talk to him there and asked him to design a portrait of my own character. And he did such an awesome job on it that when it was time to do some cover art for the songs that I wrote for each of your characters, mm-hmm. I just went to him and asked if he could do that. So I've been posting those on Instagram, so you can go and see those if you're curious. But artists like him can turn these around fairly quickly. And if if time is what matters to you, you can just have a PDF sent to you and you can give that to the person or you can have it sure. printed out at a local print shop. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, the options are, are wide ranging, but I think that would be a very, you know, quite a unique and meaningful gift for most d d players. Right. I would say, so i'm I'm sitting here
2: thinking like as someone who doesn't know anything about or knows very little about like, wow, this sounds like a great idea, but where would I even begin? Time being time of the essence, we have about four weeks before <laughs> Christmas. Yes. If you can find some kind of a local gaming convention, a lot of your local people, your artists will be there. And a lot of those local artists, uh, even though they look super busy and they have like massive artworks and things like that, don't be afraid to go up and just say, hey, do you do do you do commissions? I would venture a guess that most of them will say yes. Yes, they might have they might have like some limitations as far as time goes. So go to those local cons, kind of take a look around and and see the work because they always have their work up behind them on a large stand or even on the table in front of them, they'll have some samples of their work, flip through, find something that you really like and then talk, just have a conversation with them. You know, they usually want to know some details about the character. So you might have to do a little sneaky fishing around with your friend. If they're not, if you're not playing with them at a table and they're just, you know, they're your son or your husband or, uh, daughter or wife or you know whomever you might just have to do a little so what would your character look like if they were in a bar? what would they look like if you know get some
1: questions like that out of the way or this just popped into my head okay that's yeah. always dangerous when that happens but Ooh, okay I like it I, I wish i I wish I were an artist so I could exploit this myself but <laughs> another possibility would be just get a a snapshot of the person and find out what the character is a, an elf rogue or a mm-hmm. half orc fighter yeah maybe wouldn't that be cool to find a, a artist who would incorporate the actual likeness of the person into their character cool now I not like everybody that. would want that no, I, know, I know i know because that would be part, cool, of, part of part of dnd often is to do something totally opposite from yeah. yourself but that would that's kind of fascinating to me the thought of your own face sort of infused into mm-hmm. your character.
2: Yeah. That's cool. Somehow I knew that was going to show up on your list. <laughs> I, I was going to put it on mine. I'm like, ah, but I'll bet you're, you're going to talk about it. So I, I did not put that on my list. So that's my um, three.
1: Yeah, I like it. I got a couple more if, if you are good with that. You didn't tell me that there was going to be more. I, <laughs> I didn't know how many. I thought we always do top three. I know. I don't know why I put together five. I think I did five. I think it's because
2: there's so much, again, you were were saying, you know, well, maybe these are self-serving lists. And so (laughs) look at all this stuff I'd like to have. Um, But no, I want to, I just want to give our community like some ideas and toss some stuff out. So my next one is uh, if it's a brand new player, and they don't have any books. They've been borrowing books from friends or something like that. Check out the core handbooks, the player's handbook, especially if they're a player. But if they're, like, stretching into wanting to be a DM or something like that, look at the, the Dungeon Master's Guide or the Monster Manual. Those are your three heavy-hitting books. Without right. those three, it'd be really difficult to DM.
0: Right.
2: But, uh, but, but where I wanted to go is for experienced players, um, especially DMs in this case— Look at those third-party books, um, and I got a couple specifics, oh, that, uh, yeah. particularly. One of them is uh, someone we're going to have on the show here in a few weeks during the holiday season, and that is the guy who makes—and I'm sorry, I have to say guy because I, I, his name is escaping me, but I've got his company, so <laughs> just, I yeah, apologize. Yeah, we just need the product. That's all that—yes. <laughs> uh, it's Raven Press Maps. I met him at Indiana Comic-Con, and he's got this large map book that is— bound in a spiral and you you open it up and he's got these beautiful maps with the grids on them and I've they're they
1: are yeah they are really nicely yeah
2: done. and they're they're and they're situational maps uh, most of them i mean there's some wilderness ones that you could probably use for just about any wilderness camp you know adventure and just use a little theater of the mind with it but the cool thing about this one is if you've got uh, and I'm going to butcher it, so I'm glad he's coming on in a few weeks, so that he can correct what I'm saying now. But the way I'm looking at it is, hey, if if we don't have four or five hours to play a game, but we've got everybody together for an hour before it, people have to split up, we can bring our characters, our minifigs, take one of these maps, open it up, and then he has a little notebook that goes along with this as an as an addition, and you so you match the okay. corresponding map page number. To in this little notebook, and you open it up. And so, if it's the map is page eight, you turn to page eight of this notebook, and he gives a scenario of just like a setup. And then, then he also goes so far as to say, if you're first level, these are the monsters to put on there. If you're fifth level, these are the monsters to put on there, all the way up to 20th level. Oh, and so you could have like situational battles right there, and you you knock it out in an hour, and you say, well, we got some DD, and we didn't continue the campaign, but we had some fun playing. And then you, as a DM, would have to figure out, hmm, do I want to reward them and give them experience that goes to the campaign, or are we just here having fun? Right. But I, I love that book. So check out Raven Press Maps uh, for something really special like that. Something that's a little bit more, um, I want to say common, but I know that I've seen these books in uh, stores, and that is Cobalt Press. Right. I really like their product. They're, they've always seemed to have some type of a new book and Kickstarter. But the things that are out there, and the book that I have is the Creature Codex. What I love about third party, first of all, is they, they they don't you know they don't necessarily have like a framework they have to fit in. I always feel like you know Wizards has to you know they've got sort of like. Yeah, we can be creative and use our creative minds, but there's still a box that I feel like Wizard still needs to fit into. Right. Um, whereas these third party people can bring like crazy stuff in. And so there's some really cool things in Creature Codex, and they've got several other books. I know there's another publisher out there that I've had my eye on. Um, Castles and Strongholds, I
1: think, is what the name of the book is. That is another, I believe, oh, shoot, I shouldn't say this. Well, if I'm wrong, We're correct wrong. us. Yeah that is another acquaintance of the dungeon dudes i believe or at least okay. they have i've i think they they sort of interviewed each other
2: okay but I think you know, looking at looking at a lot of uh, books like that, because I, I as a DM, I think it's cool when I'm like, I really want to hit my players with something unique that they don't know. I go to the Creature Codex and I find something, or if I've got like a category of monster that I want something other than what's in the Monster Manual, I can go to the Creature Codex and find like different types of Cobalts or giants or something like that. Yes. So that's that's another one, and then the last one I want to mention is Chris Metz started bringing these to the table. And I was like, what is that? It's a little tin. Now, this is actually, I believe, a Wizards product. I think And so. they are character token sets. If you go to Amazon and type in monk character token sets, or actually, I think I found it just by going to straight Google search, character to- token sets, but put whatever class it is you want, so fighter token set, whatever. So they're little tins that that have a, a clear plastic piece that pulls out, but, it's, but it has like armor class box, a hit point box, and has other like important pieces. Like for the monk, it has key on there. And you just use a dry erase marker to kind of keep track of your character as you're going through the uh, the, your play session. And it's just quick. er So you're not constantly erasing on your character sheet. And really these days when we're building our character sheets on D&D Beyond and they're printed, this is a great tool because... You know, you don't want to mess up your character sheet or it's hard to, to change that printing. There's only so many times you can erase. Right. <laughs> and so these these little pieces have that. But they also have tokens that are like condition tokens that you can use to put onto your character uh, plate that have that. There's space for, I want to say, a dice in this tin. And there's some other just kind of cool gameplay things that help make the table not be so cluttered. You know, you can set your book and your character sheet to the, nice. to the side keep this little piece plastic piece with the tin up there with your conditions in it and and it, it, it it doesn't fill the table a lot i just when chris showed up with that i was really curious as to how much would i really use that and i saw how much he was using it so i got one I want to get one for every class just to have them handy in case I ever have
1: a, <laughs> a fighter or a sorcerer. But I think
2: it's really cool, and it's, it, it's a nice – it's the presentation of it being in a tin that's colored and it has some sort of symbol of the character. If I were to open that or take that out of my stocking on Christmas morning, that would be a pretty special treat. Even though it's not customized, even though it's you know a mass market uh, piece, it still looks cool, and it's really functional and useful in a game.
1: Cool.
2: So I don't know, did you ever have you ever gotten one of those?
1: No, no, I've seen you you using them. I'm yeah. very curious. I haven't they're cool. quite pulled the trigger on that one. All right.
2: No, they're fun. <laughs> they're fun. Well, that's that's a, that's it. I think
1: that's a good pile of stuff, good ideas for people to use. So. I
2: think so too. So as you're driving around out there uh, hunting around for gifts for your players, your family, anyone that has an interest in Dungeons and Dragons, You know, there's a lot that we didn't talk about and I could I could give and not endless, but I could give you a very long list of honorable (laughs) mentions. But I think this is a good start. Yes. So uh, give us feedback when you listen to this. After you listen to this, if there's something that you've given to your players or your players are given to you as a DM that you want to throw out there as ideas for everybody else. Hop on social media. Let us know. We'd love to see your thoughts and ideas. If you get something that we recommended and you gave it to your players and they were like totally pumped about it, let us know. I'd love to to have that feedback. That
1: would be cool to have those stories. uh,
2: Yeah. So thank you, though. Speaking of feedback, thank you for the feedback you've been giving us on social media. Don't forget that you can also... Email us if you got something a little bit longer to give us. Uh, Our email is teachersinthedungeon at gmail.com. Send us your list there if you want. We'd be happy to read those on the air, by the way. Send us that information. We'd love to hear from you. So until next time, happy holidays uh, to get things started. And uh, happy shopping. And we will
0: see you next
2: time.
1: See you later, folks.
0: That wraps up today's session, so thank you for listening to Teachers in the Dungeon. We appreciate you and your feedback. Until the next time we see you in the dungeon, we hope you roll high on those saving throws. If you enjoyed the show and want to hear what happens in the adventure, subscribe to the podcast. Have questions, thoughts, or ideas? Check the show notes for our website and our contact information. This podcast is not affiliated or endorsed by Wizards of the Coast, Hasbro, or any other third-party Dungeons & Dragons entity. Teachers in the Dungeon is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All names and sounds and any other related items are properties of their respective trademarks and or copyright holders in the U.S. or abroad. The official Dungeons & Dragons website can be found at www.dnd.wizards.com.